you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. El Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the inaugural episode of El Huddle alongside MJ Acosta Ruiz. I am merely, merely Will Selva. Uh, MJ, we did it. Uh, Computer troubles. I have been wanting this to happen. Literally, before the launch of this podcast, had massive computer problems, needed, uh, what is it, the Geek Squad. I needed, you name it, just to get this thing launched. Just beforehand, too. Never had a computer issue until the launch of the podcast. It never fails. But one thing about us, Will. We're resilient. We're gonna make it work. We're gonna figure yeah, out a way. Yeah, yes, we do. We we figure out. We we find a way. Um, I find I found a way to get this show launched. I've been thinking about it for a year, and yeah. this is going to be a podcast that is going to reflect us. Yes. We are part of this very diverse Latino fan base of the NFL. Uh, you and I, we learned to speak Spanish first. First yeah. generation, a lot of our fans, the NFL, they are just as diverse. We are a kaleidoscope yeah. of different- A tapestry. Tapestry, yeah. colors, sizes, shapes, the whole thing. And yeah. I know that you're proud, I'm proud. And on this program, we want to reach this audience, nuestra gente, as we like to say, right? And I 100%. think we will- you know, in, in talking to uh, those Latino voices that, that cover the game, part of the game. And we're going to get a chance to talk, you know, pop culture, music, fashion. Uh, some of my impressions will be in there yes, as well. My favorite. <laughs> right. Thank you. Uh, audience of one, uh, hopefully more. But, um, y- you know, we really just want to to connect because I know that was something that you and I talked about and we wanted to to make it happen. And here we are. It is happening. And the best part, I think, is I I really want people to know how this came together. Again, Will has been sort of, this is his brainchild over the past year trying to put this together. And he literally stopped me in the hallway. I think it was like coming out of the bathroom at NFL uh, media and said, hey, hermana, (laughs) we got to do this. There's this podcast we're trying to put together. Are you in? And I said, say less. Let's get this going. And now here we are. Um, I mean, it's it's so exciting to see it actually happening. There's no turning back now, Will. We got no, it. no, Bamanos, let's do this. Let's get down to it. Let's get down to business because a lot, whoo, a lot has happened. We're starting week six of the NFL. And of course, we've been keeping tabs, Will, and you and I uh have been having our own little side chats, text message back and forth. Um, yep. I just came back from the London games. There's still one more left in London before we head over to Munich. Um, so a lot of things happening. The Packers taking a loss over there, one of the big pieces missing from that office offense, Devontae Adams now with the Raiders 
Devontae yeah. Green, pretty big headlines this week. Um, of course, after that Raiders loss to the Chiefs, you saw him leaving the field going into the tunnel, and there was that confrontation with um, someone who was credentialed, seemingly a photographer there, um, yeah. got in Devontae's way, and Devontae shoved him there. And now there are misdemeanor um, assault charges that have been filed for pushing that cameraman. It, this is intense, and there's so many layers to it, Will. <laughs> Initially, I think we all saw it, and we said, oh, my God what's happening it was an emotional game for sure yeah it was an emotional game that was sparked when he and hunter renfro had collided and then he threw his helmet and yeah. you and i have been on the field before and covered teams and locker rooms etc and it just happened that this this credentialed uh media member walked out at the exact same time that yeah. Devonte was walking out and uh, if you look at a couple of different angles, you see that that they both didn't see each other. They collided, but what ended up happening is that Devontae ended up extending his arms, and so I think people are up in arms about it. And quite frankly, and no pun intended, by the way, when I say that, but uh, he got into the locker room and he apologized for it. He and did. He knew yeah. it right away. It was the heat of the moment. I know there's some people that say, well, maybe there should be more of a cooling off period because, as you know, um, th there is that media cooling off period or for the players, really, before you get a chance to go into the locker room. I don't yeah. know if we're at that, if, if we're in that uh, state yet. Um, no. because this isn't something that's happening all over the NFL, all over stadiums with star players, right? So yeah. um, I, I think he's learning from it. We had Matt Collins on, his teammate on Good Morning Football. He said, hey, uh, I didn't know about it until the following day. Wow. So um, yeah, the, the, the NFL is probably going to take their time with the suspension here, given the fact the Raiders are on a bye week, MJ. There's a there's a lot. This is a such a big conversation and very polarizing too because there's a lot of different angles of this and there's a lot of yeah. um, different takes on it as well, right? An emotional game. Obviously, this is a, a, a football player. He's a larger guy. This dude who wasn't in pads. Fine. When we first saw it, it was definitely a shock. Like, whoa, Tay, what are you doing? Especially if you ever interacted with Devonte, and you know he's not a bully. Like he's not a guy who's doing that type of stuff. However. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bad look. I mean, there's yes. no way around it. It just, damn, damn. But I'm going to keep it real with you. I feel like misdemeanor assault charges. I'm like, what are we, what are we doing here? Like, mm -hmm. I can't speak for this person. I wasn't there. I didn't get pushed to the ground, right? right. So it's not my place right. to say how he feels about the situation. But it feels to me like an over overcorrection of, of the situation. It's not yeah. like he was pinpointed like you. I'm going to go push you down to the ground again. His feelings about the situation are valid. Only he can speak to how he felt in that moment. But man, right. I feel like this has spiraled so far out of control. Um, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I, 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 I totally hear you. I think, um, you know, if you follow uh, Andrew Brandt, he is mm -hmm. a former front office executive. Um, he was with the Green Bay Packers for a lot of years. He always says there will be lawyers. Um, and <laughs> right. That's right. how this feels like this is what's going to happen. So um, we'll we'll see. I, I think it might be a little bit of a, of a knee jerk reaction, but I guess yeah. to each their own, you know. Right. To, right. We can, we're not in his shoes, but um, no better time for a bye week for the Raiders than, than yeah. right now, I would assume. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, as we're on the topic of receivers, 
we're getting ready for the return of Odell Beckham Jr. Of course, he's been recovering, rehabbing from that knee injury. He suffered in the Super Bowl with the Rams. A lot of questions. Some people saying, well, dang, the Packers could surely use a wide receiver one, couldn't they? Of course, he's not slated to return until mid-November, but that's that's around the corner. Look how quick we went through six weeks, Will. Um, yeah. But Sean McVay and the Rams said, hold on, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We want a Lombardi with this man. He scored for us before he got hurt here. Uh, a little interesting back and forth over Twitter between OBJ and his, do we still call him his coach? Because he's technically a free agent, right? <laughs> yeah, but you know what, though, OB, uh, you know, with OBJ, he has a nameplate and a locker there still waiting right. for him. So yes. they are treating him as if he's part of the franchise, part yep. of the club, and um he feels like he didn't get an offer that was worthy of his talent and what he did in that super bowl which by the way before he got hurt he probably like would have been an mvp uh and yeah. and the rams and sean McVay are saying well wait a second we still have to give you our final offer now we also had a chance to speak with von miller on good morning football and he talked about you know like keeping in touch with obj huh. and it felt like he was an insider like a ian rapaport or tom palacero or mike Garbola. right interesting yeah and he was talking about like yeah so so obj he has been going to the saints he's checking out the giants he's going to well, the well, box well. and you know he was talking about visiting people that he knows there uh and they talk a lot and it would make sense if he went to a place like Buffalo, where even though they don't need him, boy, he would just add just another dimension there, wouldn't he? Well, and he'd be fresh in the latter part of a season that's already a week longer. Right. Ooh, see, that's what we said this about the Rams, or I did anyway, like, oh, y'all just greedy. Now you're just adding pieces here to the end of the, yeah. that's the play, right? That's the strategy that you need when you're trying to win a Super Bowl. I am still of the mindset that the Bills are going to the Super Bowl this season. I think yep, they should have been in the Super Bowl last season. Um, oh, Gusta. <laughs> yeah, the gusta. I'm telling good. you, I think that's a possibility, or even Kansas City. I mean, mm -hmm. he would bring a dimension to that okay. offense, but also that's assuming that he's fully healthy because this thing happened right. in February, right? So this mm -hmm. is assuming good health and he's going to be effective because right now he's a slot receiver. And he wasn't even the number yep. one option with the Rams. Remember, he was the third right. option well, behind Robert Coop. Woods. Right. So if he wants mm -hmm. a Super Bowl, KC and Buffalo is where I'm looking. Oh, no question. All right. Speaking of health and injuries, we've yes. got a slew of injuries, man. And this yes, is why do. conversations like this are so important. We've got quarterbacks down. Baker Mayfield, ankle day to day. Dak Prescott, mm -hmm. of course, started light throwing on the side. A.A. Ron, Aaron Rodgers, also didn't practice earlier this week. The running back situation, Johnny T with Indy. Saquon, a shoulder. Come on, Saquon. Mm -hmm. You've been going off. The Seahawks, Rashad Penny, who has been really on the up and up there for them this season. I mean, all across the leagues, the quarterbacks are the most interesting one, especially for me. I'm watching Dak. Remember, initially, Jerry Jones was like, he's going to be back in four weeks. Thankfully, right. Cooper Rush is doing his job as the backup. Right. I'm really curious right. to see how quickly he can come back. Well, well, the thing is, like with Dak, I don't think I've ever talked about grip strength as much as I have over the past two weeks. Uh, there's something about Fair. grip strength, right? And so uh, mm -hmm. 
I think with Dak, they have to slow play this. We've seen this in the past with him with other injuries, a calf injury that he had. He also had an ankle injury. And so they really want to have him have a full week of of, of, uh, of practice. And that's what Mike yeah. McCarthy has said. So not surprising. Everything is going well with Cooper Cup. But there's something about, like, Jerry Jones. You know he's liking this. He I says, love it. It's, it's it. uh, you know, with uh, with Dak, um, I do believe he needs to uh, spin that ball. Um, I'll and, never uh, be over this impression. And, and, um, and he is sponsored by Samsung, uh, by no. the way. Uh, uh, so um, <laughs> we, um, we believe that uh, Dak will be able to uh, spin the ball. It's like he loves... He loves the fact that that we're talking about the Cowboys, right? That they're relevant. And this is like the reality TV series. And this is really the first time like where I feel like the Cowboys are truly legit with the team that mm-hmm. they have. No question. Um, Cowboys, Cooper Rush starting his fifth game for this mm. team. A big divisional yeah. matchup this Sunday under the lights against the Eagles. I don't know. I mean, I know we talk about Cooper Rush, but it's this defense for me. This Dallas defense, we had Trayvon Diggs on on Total Access um, earlier this week, and he's he's not much of a talker in terms of interviews, right? We know his son Aiden is is the forward star of the family. (laughs) But on the field, Trayvon is lighting it up, and he continues to do so. He spoke so highly of Micah Parsons, which who we've seen kill it on the field but i loved what he said about micah in the locker room because now second season and he said the growth for him and his confidence as a leader in the locker room has made Mm -hmm. a big jump already and that's the type of stuff that if you're an opposing offense going up against these guys you should probably be worried i don't know yeah, no, and I think that Trayvon should be worried because he'll likely be matched up with A.J. Brown. So he's really mm-hmm. going to be tested right there in the secondary as all yeah. those defensive backs are going to be with Devontae Smith, too. Yeah. Uh, and that that D-line is just so imposing. They get after no it. Question. They're fast. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. They could all be standing. They could all have their hand on the ground. And they just get to the quarterback. Uh, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how the Eagles neutralize Mike, uh, Micah Parsons, where, where it's been suggested maybe you just run the ball down the throat of Micah Parsons to really um, to, to really get him off base. And maybe if you are the Eagles, um, you know, you look at this and and maybe you run your screen game a little bit more, yep. a little bit more RPO, and you get, you know, Jalen Hurts out of harm's way because this defense of of the, the, the Cowboys is legit. And listen, the Cowboys are legit too. So it'll be interesting to see how that offensive line, which is a little bit banged up for the Eagles, uh, does against that D-line, that defense in general, the Cowboys. Yeah, before we take a quick pause here, I'll leave you with this, Will. This is for first place yes. in the NFC East. 4-1 for the Cowboys' undefeated mm. Eagles team. You got to love it. I do. I do. Wouldn't have thought it, but here we are talking about it, and it's a big deal. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know, there, there's a very negative connotation on the word chismosa or chismoso. Yeah. Yeah. But we love to spill a little tea, Will, and there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> We're just coming off of this big conversation about the NFC East and how the Cowboys and the Eagles are killing it. Yeah. But the Commanders, <laughs> not to be outdone, had their right. own little bit of chisme this week. This definitely had me saying, Por qué? Why would you do this? <laughs> Ron Rivera, friend of both of our shows, friend of the network, amazing coach, great human being. Yeah. Yes. But he had a little faux pas this week, <laughs> He said that the reason they were behind in the division was because of the quarterback. Oh, Ooh. ah, por qué? Por qué? Um, yeah, that's that's. Listen, I'll just say like my Nicaraguan father was more into novellas than my mom was. Just, <laughs> yeah. you know, so he would be the one that would say he would say por qué, or he'd say like yeste con ese. You know, he would right. he would be so into it. So that's like if your husband says like, oh, hey, honey, did you see Days of Our Lives? Did you see what happened with this Amazing. character? Yeah, right? So uh, that and aside, with with Coach Rivera, we do love him, but this is one thing where it was unnecessary to have this sort of distraction. And all right. that it does, it just perpetuates this, this thought of how Carson Wentz is. Because even though Frank Reich was this guy, it didn't work out. Uh, in Indy. And this just feels like this is his last stand. And I think right. Coach Rivera is looking at the division and say, wait a second, the Cowboys are winning with Cooper Rush. Hold on a second. Daniel Jones is winning with the Giants. And now we have Carson Wentz. And listen, we've seen Carson Wentz. He can throw the ball 350 yards and get two touchdowns, but then we'll have the costly interception. So you never know what line. you're going to get from him. Yeah. And yeah. so this is this is the problem with him. And, and it's just it's so interesting because at one point in time, he was thought of as an MVP with the Eagles. And something happened when he had that injury against the Rams, went down with the knee. And this just something hasn't been right. You know, MJ, it just feels like you know, you want him to do well. He's got the skill set, but there's always something is the yeah, but with him. Yep. Yep. That's the reason why a lot of folks can't buy in. And listen, Coach Rivera went back on. He had a radio interview and said, look, this is yeah. not what I was trying. Yeah, I wasn't trying to put this out there. He didn't run the words back, <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> but he did apologize for the distraction, like you mentioned. Then Carson got on the mic earlier this week and said, Oh, what? I didn't even hear about this. What do you? There was a thing. Coach said <laughs> Right. Well yeah, played, yeah. Carson. Well played. I mean, what else is he gonna say? Pobrecito. Yeah. But... Well, hey, listen. Well, well, you say that. You know, I mentioned like my dad being in novellas. I know that you're close with your dad too, right? Yeah. Um, I know he texts you a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, talk to us. Like, what? What is? He... What is the text? chains with you and your he's dad up to, he's upped his game lately from text messages to just straight up calling me facetime conversations i, I think um, they're saying like he's on whatsapp now i, think I mean no he's they... absolutely first of all the, the <laughs> video calls are absolutely on whatsapp exclusively but um 
recently I, w- I was able to go back home a few weeks yeah. ago for that big um bills dolphins game yeah. so while i was only there literally for 24 hours you know my folks came up to see me and we had lunch and that is when my entire world came crashing down on me wilson oh oh my Demon. father dropped a bomb on me and my whole life is a lie we're sitting there at lunch we're talking about the you know the the bills dolphins game oh my god this is so great blah blah obviously yeah. you guys know if you don't know i'm a former miami dolphins cheerleader so very much not just a fan but like ingratiated in the franchise absolutely as i thought was my father turns it out dun 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 my dad is a bills fan well, what i never knew this what? my whole existence is a lie you know how much dolphins gear I've gifted this man over the years? Polo shirts, hats, mugs. And he graciously, because he loves his daughter. Yes, our, our producer, Aaron, who's a huge Bills fan, loving this. Um, and he supports me. And it's not that he doesn't, he doesn't not like the dolphins, right? But I, I'm mystified, right? In the middle of this Cuban restaurant called La Carreta in Miami, trying to eat some Cuban food. Yeah. And I can't, I have no appetite at this point. I'm like, dad, a division rival? No less? Like, what are wow. you talking about? First of all, no, no other conversation for the week. I need to understand where <laughs> this came from. So the backstory of this is that when my parents first immigrated to the United States, we they moved to New York, to New York City. So this was 1987. You know who's very popular? Quarterback around that time? Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly. And so my dad, the first introduction he got to American football was like this Bill's Jim Kelly era situation. So in that aspect, I can't even be mad at him, right? Like he has good reason to be a Bill's fan. What is slightly horrifying is that he kept this from me for my entire life. I'm going to be 31 years old next month. And this (laughs) is the first time I'm hearing of it. Coming up Man, on Dr. Dance, Phil. They're going to protect you no matter what. But Coming up on just... Dr. Phil, MJ Acosta Ruiz and her <laughs> dad. You know, it is. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea that he was part of Bill's Mafia. He's been covertly living in Miami all these years. Um, yeah, it's just you, you never know. The man I, still I didn't realize that. It's like the Bills. So the no Bills idea. have a sleeper cell down in miami is how you're Dude, saying this unreal now he ah. watches the game you know a little bit more objectively i would say but like i how do you not tell me that you know how many years i spent auditioning to be a miami dolphins cheerleader <laughs> wow I auditioned five times in the span of almost a decade before i actually wow. made the team so all this time he's coming out to my audition oh. he's like cheering oh. me on and all the while he secretly oh, wants wow. to jump on a table <laughs> and eat and eat wings. And oh, he does have an affinity for wings. I should have known. <laughs> now what? Oh, All right. Well, yeah. as I regroup and I get myself yeah. together, yeah. there's a few questions here that I want to know on what you're thinking about this week and yeah. this game. We're going to buy ourselves a okay and i love it i love it okay all right let's stop down real quick just so we get these questions um sort of 
There you go, Aaron. I've been holding that for you all week. That is unbelievable. I can't believe that. It just didn't, didn't tell you. It's wild. Upset. And mind you, he's like eating his like chicken. Like, yeah. So yeah. So it's the bills for me. Like unfazed, just like. Wow. So it must have been killing him inside to watch like a dolphin. I don't think it was. I don't think it was. Okay. Big game. Are we buying or selling Vikings mm-hmm. at Dolphins? And the Dolphins, of course, going through it. Both QBs, QB1 and QB2 on the men there. Uh, of course, of course, Tua Tungavailoa and Teddy Bridgewater. So mm-hmm. much so that the team is galvanized and getting together keeping their extra focus, Tyreek Hill and the team captains taking out that ping pong table out of the locker room. Mm. By your Selva. I think this is a good move to keep them focused. Selva. Uh, yeah. If you have to do this, then that wow. means you're you're not as focused and you have bigger issues than you realize. Uh, this is something that should have no bearing on uh what you're doing at this point in time i think like you have to be consistent you're going to have your highs and your lows that's not going to be the great equalizer oh wow you know what i missed this tackle and we got blown out because you know what i i played too much ping pong that's just not happening right um you know the the other thing too very interesting is i was speaking with eric allen we used to work together a former cornerback for the eagles and for the raiders and he had said that when he played for the raiders it was so competitive because it was him it was jerry rice it was tim brown and it was also rich gannon as the quarterback and john gruden was the head coach so they would be going back and forth back and forth so after they lose a big game they go to the billiards table to go play and all the billiard balls are gone because Gannon was so mad that they lost. And in the end, what did it really do? I mean, if if you're going to be preparing for any sort of opponent, it, that's not going to be distracting you. If it is, there are bigger problems. Let's just be even keel and just, hey, play to 21 and it's all good. You can do your little cut if you want over the net to get the serve. I don't think that's going to be a big uh, issue if if you're trying to prepare for, for an NFL team. And you're not wrong, Will. You <laughs> really are. Not wrong. I get it. I get it. But on the other end of the spectrum, mm. there's somebody you're definitely watching to be your perro macho. Yeah, so, so uh, perro macho, that is something in Nicaragua that my mom had said, like, a perro macho. We talk about like he's got that dog in him. That was really a perro macho in Nicaragua, you know? Um, a little inebriated when that was said. He said, like, ah, soy el perro macho de las piedras, you know? So uh that aside, so that's that's where perro macho comes from. For me, it's Jalen Hurts. We touched upon Ooh. it before with uh, the Cowboys and the Eagles. I think watching his development has been so much fun just to see how he now has just tremendous anticipation, sees the the receivers, they're coming out of break and just delivers the ball like that. And before he would wait for guys to be open. And I think this this Sunday night game against the Cowboys will maybe cement his MVP candidacy. And I also think, wow. MJ, I also think that if he wins... This is going to be a signature one for him. And I think then the Eagles will say, you know what? We've got our quarterback. Ooh. Ooh. 
That's so, big praise. And you know who would agree with you? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts <laughs> and the entire Eagles nation. I love that. No, he's 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 been superb all season long. And I love it because he even gave a little dig at the local media. Like, no, no, no. You don't want to talk to us when we had a losing record. Don't talk to us now that we're undefeated. Remember when they were so quick? First yep. season in, oh, Jalen's not the answer. Get him out of here. And now mm-hmm. he's like, what's up, though? What's up? I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And and he's totally um and he's totally a leader. Everybody's rallied around him. So big, big fan. Ferro Macho from him. Um, you know, the other thing that 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 I love with working with you is your name is MJ. And we're gonna have to get into this <laughs> at some point in time about your name and my name. I, mm-hmm. I've got some some takes on my name. Um, and I'm curious about yours, but we'll do that at a later pod. But I think MJ, I think you, and I think Michael Jordan. Or I think of Michael Jackson, MJ means greatness to me. So being as great as you are, who is your MJ? Who is the one that you're going to be looking at this week that you say, ah, they can match me, Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson? You know what? And this might not be a name that people are expecting. Geno Smith, go on out there and have a day. Think a week or so ago, he was... He was the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. He's been doing his job, lighting it up. And remember, when Russ left Seattle, all of us were thinking, hey, Pete, you're going to bring in another guy? Oh, no, it's either going to be Drew Locke or it's going to be Geno Smith. And then Geno was named the starter. And everyone was like, oh, are you sure about that? We talked about this on Total Access earlier this week. How smart does Pete Carroll look right now? He's like, I'm sorry, what was that? What's going on? What's going on with Geno? What I hope is that he keeps this going. What I always want to see from him is that consistency. This is your moment, bro. How many guys get a chance after being a backup to go be the starter and then play the way that he has for a team that was so overlooked this season? Everybody said, you know what? The Seahawks are done. They still got a lot of work to do. But Gino, have a day, man. Have a day, Gino Smith. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Patrick Mahomes. Um, (laughs) I think that we have a really good... um, we have a good offense. I think me and Travis, I mean, I think we're really good. And, and uh, you know, with Coach Reed, I, I think I, I'm MJ. I, I think that I'm going to get over again uh, and make a one and four for, uh, for, for Josh Allen. Uh, I, I think that we have what it takes. We don't need Tyreek. I just want everybody to know these are the first times I'm hearing, <laughs> except for the Jerry Jones impression. So this is in real time reaction. Yes. That's phenomenal. I changed my greatness. I changed it to you and the impressions. Oh my God. (laughs) You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. And this is how you kick off El Huddle. We got a chance to sit down with Hall of Famer Tony Gonzalez as he gets ready for another week of Thursday Night Football. All right, a very, very huge El Huddle welcome 
to Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever do it, Tony Gonzalez joining us. Tony, thank you yes. so much for coming on. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You know, yes. you, you've done it all, my friend. A master of the game in the NFL, Hall of Famer, excellent uh, broadcaster and analyst, and excellent actor as well. <laughs> By the way, I just saw you in MVP with Nate Boyer's film, which is very close to my heart. Um, my husband is actually part of the Emerging Vets and Players organization. It was phenomenal. Um, I wanted to ask you quickly on that as we got going here, how it was not just knowing the organization, but then creating this film with Nate Boyer. For those who don't know, Emerging Vets and Players is an organization that brings together former athletes and former service members, sort of bridge that gap and that familiarity of life after the uniform. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough when you leave the NFL. Obviously, I can't speak from a, a military pers perspective, but I know that's part of what what the group is. It's 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 saying, hey, you've done something your whole life, and now it's yeah. gone and it's over, and uh, you've been through so much with it, and and you get depressed. Uh, you get feelings of loneliness. You get you get you know feelings of being vulnerable. You're like, what do I do now? How do how do I make this work? And, uh, and, and obviously the military guys, they've seen some atrocities, uh, sometimes. And so it's, it's all about bringing us together and telling our stories and, and helping each other through that process. Okay. Of, of turning that page and going to the next chapter in life. And so that's kind of what the, that's what the movie was about that Nate did. And, uh, you know, they did it at, we shot the scenes at unbreakable unbreakable is uh, a gym owned by Jake Glazer. Yeah. And he's a big proponent yeah. of, of bringing the guys together. So it's just a, a really, really cool, intense organization. They come together, they work out and then, and then they sit in a circle, which was, was showed in the movie. All that stuff is, 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 is real. That happens. Obviously we're acting in the movie, but that stuff goes on all the time. And it's such, it's, it's, it's so beneficial to, to our psyche as players and, 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 and guys that have left the military and now have to figure out, okay, what's next. You know, Tony, this is quite the departure from Triple uh, X, the return of Xander Cage. Uh, you know what right. I mean? Like you have this career where you've been able to do different things. I know you want to do more when it comes to your acting career. Yeah, I do. I do. I, I, I shot a, a, a show last year called Long Slow Exhale. I did eight episodes of that. Uh, I just shot a movie called Fantasy Football uh with uh omari from uh from from power if people know him uh it's yeah. a great movie yeah the, the, the nfl is all behind it tony romo and jim nance are in there doing the commentary it's a really cute nickelodeon paramount plus movie i play a coach uh and you know i'm just doing things like that whatever i can get my hands on uh i'll i'll do it because i love acting it's such a, it reminds me of football a lot in that sense like you learn your lines like you learn your plays and then yeah. when you go out there you gotta you gotta let go you can't be worried about what happened before right. or what happened after it's so in the moment uh kind of like live television with broadcasting too I, I like those moments that make me extremely uncomfortable that you like you better do it or or you're gonna get made fun of i guess i don't know well MJ, i mean we know were, yeah no question and you were a little bit uncomfortable maybe just cold on tnf over in kansas city uh, a oh. couple of weeks back i feel that i can't be in anything that's below 60 degrees or like my my fingers are done yeah. done it's done. a wrap for me 
Yeah. It's a wrap. But how, other than the cold weather, and we know that's something that's just sort of part of the gig. How has it been with this new TNF crew? I mean, Sherm and Fitz and Carissa, who's phenomenal. I mean, it's a cast of thousands out there. We've really enjoyed watching it on Prime Video. How has it been for you now that you guys are off and running? Oh, it, it couldn't be going better. You know, at the be beginning when they were like, hey, you got Richard Sherman and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Andrew Whitworth. These guys, first of all, they're fresh off the field. So everybody <laughs> knows them from their playing days. And you, you know what? You always get a little uncomfortable because I remember I did the same thing. Obviously, I retired. I went right into television. I think these young guys, or I call them young, they're, they're older now, but they have an advantage because when I came into the league, if they put a microphone in your face, the coach was always like, shut up, don't say anything. We don't talk too right. much, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think nowadays with social media and you saw Richard when he was playing and, and Ryan, the same thing, like these guys were out there. They just didn't care. Like they were dressing up in costumes, Obviously, uh, uh, Ryan had his chains and the, the beard and all that stuff. These guys are coming in TV ready, which is what you have to have, where you cannot worry about what anybody else thinks, and you have to just go. And these guys have been phenomenal. Been and then we have obviously Krista Thompson. She's she's my my sister. Like she's she's the best. Uh, just making everybody comfortable, guiding the desk and all that stuff. I couldn't ask for a better team. And and it, it, I think the other thing too is. Uh, our, we have no ego. That, that was, that was, look, if we can disagree with each other, but we'll do it respectfully, but the name of the game here, let's have some fun. If, if it's right. like we have a drink on that desk, but we don't have a drink, but that's what it is. Like it's us having a conversation. You can tell us, Tony. <laughs> I know. Where, where do you have it? Where's the stash? It's okay. Tony. The stash underneath. I got my little hooch and my little, my little thing. Well, it looks like you guys do have a lot of fun. And I look at Fitzpatrick and how he dresses. Sometimes I think he's Alan from The Hangover. and He's going to bust out like, you know, we are the three best friends yes. that we've ever had. We're the three best friends we've ever had. Like, he feels like the Zach Galifianakis of the group. Amazing. I, I, is he? Yes, he is. He's a funny guy. <laughs> he is. Okay. They, they, absolutely. These guys are, are really smart, too. Uh, I mean, uh, Richard's a, a Stanford graduate and, yeah. and Ryan's a Harvard graduate. Uh, You're Andrew's a Cal guy. A LSU graduate. I can make fun of him though because LSU. But <laughs> and I went to Berkeley. But I'm the only one who didn't graduate. Put it that way. I'm the dumb one on the desk. Stop it. Because uh, okay. I, I, I didn't. I went to Berkeley, but I never graduated. <laughs> so I love it. What have been some of the observations from? Let's start with your former teams: Kansas City, Atlanta. Um, and just how this year has been unfolding already, because through several weeks, it, it it's still a little hazy on on who's going to run with it and which conference is actually stronger. What we thought was real wasn't in a lot of these aspects. Let's start with the Chiefs. Uh, well, the Chiefs, obviously, Tyreek Hill, that's that's the big story. Losing him. What are you going to do? Yeah. How are you going to make it work without him? And you bring in a couple new receivers, Juju. And when you have a guy like like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, mm -hmm. a generational player. That's the luxury you have. It's kind of like with Aaron Rodgers. You've seen all those years where, okay, we don't need first round picks to surround him because he's so great. He's going to make everybody else around him so much better. And I think you're starting to see that that offense is really starting to click now. Uh, obviously you missed that explosiveness from Tyreek, but you still got the best tight end in the league or one of the best tight ends, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, you still got Andy Reid calling plays. Uh, your yeah. defense, uh, the Spagnolia, the defensive coordinator is still calling up great defense. Chris Jones is on that defensive side of the ball. They have players to go back to the AFC championship game to go back to the Super Bowl. And I wouldn't be surprised if they make it there now with the with the with the Falcons. Did you ask me about them? 
<laughs> yeah, because yeah. I feel like they've been in so many close ones, right? I, I think they've been playing better than expected, just not been able to close out. But I think people are overlooking them a little bit. Yeah, think? I, I think they are too. Arthur Smith, the head coach, I I love him. I think he's great. Yeah. He's doing mm-hmm. the most he can with the talent on that team. Uh, nothing against yeah. Marcus Mariota, but we know what Marcus Mariota can do. Good quarterback, but obviously not like on that Patrick Mahomes, that that Super Bowl caliber guy that could take you to the Super Bowl. Uh, But the players, Cordell uh, Patterson, who who was a receiver, really, and has always played that kind (laughs) of, you know, that that army Swiss Army knife type guy. But using him more at that running back position now and using him out of the back, it's been genius. I I love watching Arthur Smith. When he was at Tennessee, he would come up with these great schemes. He reminds me of a young Andy Reid really the way he's able to come up with some of these offensive scripted plays and they just need players. I think, I mean, nothing against the guys there, but you need a couple more players to go with their really good players. And they're a team that I think could build for the future. Now you look at those coaches, Arthur Smith, and you mentioned Andy Reid as well. You had a prolific career as a tight end. One of the best ones the game has ever seen hall of famer. When you look at some of these play callers and you look at the landscape and you say to yourself, boy, I could have probably had even more yards <laughs> than what I had before. Do you ever say that to yourself? Like, I could do some damage here if Mahomes was my quarterback. Right. Well, if you want to ask my wife that question, she'd probably tell you, yeah, shut <laughs> up. Stop, stop complaining. Stop like, I'm that old guy. Like, yeah, like, you know what I could have done if I was with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes or, or, or Tom Brady or Peyton or whatever. I mean, uh, but you, you know, I, I'm, I, I make no, uh, I don't have a problem with, with my career. Obviously, I, I think I did pretty well, no matter what. So. Uh, but, yeah, it would be quite nice to see, you know, to play with one of those guys, to play with one of those coaches, especially with the rules. That That's the biggest thing uh, yeah. that, that I would love now because, you, I mean, come on. It's an offensive league. People want to see points. You can't touch the yeah. quarterback anymore. When you go over the middle, mm-hmm. they can't grab you anymore, and they can't they can't hit you in the head. Thank God. You know, and which is honestly, when I was coming in, that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to knock you out of the game. So uh, it, the rules have changed to, to help the offense go out there and score more points. And I'm okay with that. Uh, I love watching Travis, watching Kittle, watching Kyle Pitts down there in Atlanta. I, I, I want to see these guys explode that tight end to make it even better. Cause I'm a big believer. I know I'm biased, but if you don't have a great tight end, I don't just look at the Super Bowl teams. You probably is going to be very, very tough to go out there and have that complete offense that could take you to the Super Bowl. I love that you brought up those guys, because as we're looking at this next generation of the tight end position, right? You mentioned the Kittles. You mentioned um, Travis Kelsey. I'd love to throw in Darren Waller and what he's been able to do the last couple of seasons. Um, Who are you excited to see continue to develop and take the tight end position to the next? Yeah. yeah, Don't forget about Mark Andrews over there in Baltimore. I think he flies extremely under the radar. Uh, mm-hmm. as, as I think right now, if you took it right right now, he's the best tight end in the league. That combo wow. tight end blocking and catching, he does it all. Dallas Goddard. Dallas too. Goddard is another guy who's been in the league for a while, but he's really starting to find his footing out there. Yeah, the guys, Darren Waller, phenomenal. These guys are taking that athletically, especially. Oh, Kyle Pitts. Don't get me going about that guy. Right. Like he's next level athleticism. We'll see if he can keep putting it together. He already went over a thousand yards as as a rookie. Uh, but th- these guys, like I said before, if you don't have that tight end, you, you will not have that complete offense. You, you, you won't, you won't be able to go to the Super Bowl. It doesn't seem like it works. I mean, it's very rare that, that, it, that it can work without that complete. It's because it's a mismatch every time. I mean, you put a DB on me, I'm a bigger and stronger than him. Right. You put a linebacker right. on me, I'm going to, I'm going to outquick him and, and get out of the break, uh, faster than him. So, uh, th- these guys are taking it to the next level. I love it. 
Uh, well, one one team that's not taking it to the next level, at least from the offensive side, has to be right now the Denver Broncos. Uh, that game, obviously, you guys have televised it between them and the Colts and that offense. I mean, even even Al Michaels was bored, right? <laughs> I mean, he was even like struggling to come Gosh. up with things for this, right? And so you had said that Russell Wilson was like Aladdin. Like he was trying to be something that he's not. Why is this thing not working? Is it that the the blame should be more on Russell Wilson and he should take more of a role in in what plays are called or is it more on Nathaniel Hackett where right now the thought is that he's in over his head so far given the problems that they've had trying to get plays in the clock management where where do you fall on that is is it is it Russ is it more on Hackett or, or a combo of both? Yeah. Well, I think at the beginning, I would say it was a combo of both. If you look at the last three games, the clock management has been fine. It was a problem at the beginning. And Nathaniel yeah. Hackett, Coach Hackett, admitted that. And we spoke to him before the game. He's like, yeah, it was a problem. You know, the clock's going faster this year for whatever, uh, the way they they start the clock and all that stuff. So so he's like, we had a problem. I hired a clock coach. It's fixed. It hadn't. We haven't had a problem. And they haven't in the last three games. I think – from a play calling perspective uh, at this point, I'm putting the blame way more on Russell than I am on coach Hackett. Uh, because like at the end of the game, that last fourth and one, when they, when they lost that game, that's a play that Russell wanted. Nathaniel uh, coach Hackett came out and said that. Uh, and mm -hmm. I agree with that. You pay this guy that much money and you put the ball in his hands and a play that he wants. And that's the play that he wanted. He didn't make the play and he had guys wide open. I'm looking at Russell Russell came, he wanted out of Seattle and he was having all that, all those problems there because he wants to be like, it seems, it seems like he wants to be like Aaron. He said it, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he wants to be Peyton Manning. He wants to be Tom Brady. He wants to be those guys. And it's like, you're, you're not that guy. It would be kind of like me saying as, as good as I was at tight end, because Russell make no mistake about it. Guy's a phenomenal player, but he has a style that he plays like. It's like, if I'm a tight end and I'm one of the best tight ends in the league, I'm back when I was playing, it's like me saying, I want to be like Randy Moss. I want to be like T.O. I could be like that. It's like, no, Tony, like stay, you're a tight end and you're very good at yeah. it. So don't try to be something that you're not. It's good enough. And, and Russell needs to get out on those boots. You need to get out on those, uh, those plays where he's making plays with his legs. That's where you shine. You are not, you're a good, you're a good pocket passer. You're not a great one at it. And it's shown, it's been that way throughout his career. So uh, I think right now it's a it's a case of mistaken identity for him right there, and the players are on his team are going to start giving it to him. You saw it on the on the film mm -hmm. that, that I've been on that. You do not want to be in that locker room where okay, we know that right now you're trying to be something you're not. We don't want to hear yeah. that rah rah stuff. We're losing. Yeah. You get it corrected and get it corrected now and get back to that guy that we know you can be and that we paid you all that money for. Otherwise, it's going to hit the fan. And I'm I'm anxious to see how this thing uh, turns do, do, out. Do you think it already has? Do you think that it's already hit the fan? Yeah, it already has. But it could. But we got a long season. We got way more games to play. And so maybe yeah, yeah. he can get it corrected. I know he had trouble with his arm now. I'm like, okay, is that, is, I believe you, but I mean, it, it, does it really Sounds inhibit skeptical, though. That, does it inhibit you that much? I, I don't know. Maybe that's yeah. the problem then, but his throws have been awful. His reads have been awful. And uh, I'd like to see him get it. I, like we all, I like Russ, Russ, Russ is a good dude, but 
right now, like that rah-rah and go Broncos country, even at the end of that, people it just turns people off. I hope that he can yeah. look in the mirror and go, you know what, man, I got to get back to being that that old guy, uh, that old guy that I was, that third round draft choice that grinded, that that made plays with his legs, uh, that was so calm and smooth in the pocket. Because right now it looks it looks awful. Yeah, let's ride. How about let's not? How about let's hide? Let's get back to what we know you can do. Um, and of course, Tony, we know that you kill it in every aspect of your career. Thank you so much. We are so proud to see you continue to, well, you are one who has reinvented himself over and over and over again, but still true to who you are. Tony Gonzalez, thank you so much for coming through. We appreciate it. Thanks, Tony. Thanks appreciate for having it. me, guys. Appreciate it. MJ, Tony Gonzalez, fantastic guest. So much that Unreal. we could have delved in with him. Uh, also, probably didn't know this, but he loves getting up and taking cold showers. That is Bless his him. thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so the I whole need like cold scalding, thing. burning off my skin oh, hot. No, no, me too. And there's a reason why he <laughs> wore those gloves in Cleveland right. or whatever it was for... Um, mm -hmm. For, for Thursday Night Football. So great having him on. We're going to have a lot of Latino voices like that who are part of the game, who, who make this game so special, players, broadcasters, entertainers, et cetera. So that's what we hope to achieve on this podcast. I'm also hoping to achieve uh, a, a computer that works as well. Oh so gosh. thank goodness, thank goodness that we were able to get this off the ground at least. I had no doubt, Will. No technology retro, Mercury retrograde is going to stop us <laughs> from getting this spot oh. on. We've worked too hard. We've been waiting too long. So we will always find a way to get on here. I'm so excited for what's to come um, the rest mm -hmm. of the season as we continue to incorporate other voices from, like you mentioned, the different areas in entertainment and music. Of course, those who love and even those who cover the game from our perspective and beyond. It's very collaborative. We're very inclusive, and that's what I love about us. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed our first episode. We will be back every Thursday with oh, a yeah. new episode of El Huddle. Have a great one. Yes. See you, everybody. Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.